welcome to Next Man Up. I am Luke with Lava, and we have some more joining us. Um, so long time no talk. Last week, not doing an episode, being with me in New York, watching the Nets game against the Hawks. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, that was a blowout. Uh, Kyrie played pretty well there. That was and, a uh, blowout, but it was fun getting to see Vince Carter and. The crowd got still loud every time they touched the ball. It was insane. Yeah, yeah that was a good, that was a good time to go to. I guess we can start there. Do you guys think we should retire Vince Carter's jersey? Um, personally, probably. Uh, we probably should for what he did for our organization. I mean, uh, especially the at, town of New Jersey. If you look at some of the other people's numbers we have retired. Buck Williams. Think, yeah, like Buck Williams. Like, I know it's like recency bias, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. think as many people will look up in, in into the rafters and see Buck Williams and really see that as like the Nets as much as they'll see Vince Carter up there and be like, yeah, he was a Net. The reason yeah. I think we probably should is just because I can see why people say we shouldn't. We didn't want yeah, to. definitely. But when, as an NBA organization and in arguments, I'll use the ABA title, but. When you're talking about NBA, when you don't have a title, the best you can do is just honor your all-time legends. And Vince Carter is up there and everything. So I feel like – and he's an exciting player that guys like Kyrie talk about watching him as kids. So why not? Like, even if it's just as a favorite of Kyrie Irving and Vince Carter, there's no harm. Yeah, he was definitely a fan yeah. Is uh, So I is Scalabrini's number retired by the uh, Celtics? No. No, it's not. <laughs> I um, thought they might have done that for him. Though, probably the objectively worst player to have their jersey retired is Nick Collison. I think the Thunder retired his jersey, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I think it might have been just because he stuck around for so long. Yeah, that was the yeah. reason. Because I don't the know heat, if he was that good of an NBA He will probably retire Udonis Haslam's number. Yeah, yeah, they're going to retire his number. So, they're going to definitely retire his number. Here's, a big, I guess, a bigger question. What happens... With the Nets right now, if they want to retire Brook Lopez's number, which they because Kyrie wears that number now, so I don't know how that would work. You're gonna have well two after after Kyrie wins his three championships with us. Um, <laughs> we're Did Brook ever wear a different number? <laughs> well, here's what no, they, no, he's just eleven. They could do also if when Kyrie Irving leaves, they could dual retire the number as Brook Lopez's number and Kyrie Irving. They have two 11s. That's interesting. Has that been done before? I think team? they could do that. I think they retired like they should. The same player of like the closest that's happened. The closest thing that's happened to that, I guess, is that Kobe had two numbers retired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had both eight and twenty-four. So I mean, there's no rules to jersey retirement. No, definitely. You can just mess around with it. You can retire whoever you want. I mean, just tomorrow, the Knicks could announce that they're going to retire uh, Jarrett Jack's number. You know, that's the thing that they could do. There's no, yeah, there's no set criteria. There's I no don't, really anything. If a team wants yeah, to retire obviously. somebody's number, they can just do it. I but don't no ever do that. any harm in retiring a number twice for two different people because it would be different. If you unretire the number for someone and then you retire it again, but if you're retiring a number and it's too probably Kyrie Irving 
if we win a championship, he's going to be top five Nets all time. Brook Lopez, yeah. because of how long he was on the Nets and what he did for us. Why not? Like, there's nothing saying you can't retire a number and have two people in your past wear it. Yeah. All right, so the next thing, some small topics out of the way first. Yesterday, the NBA came out with the 15 most popular player jerseys and the top 10 most popular teams. I'm just going to run through it real quick. The players list in order was LeBron, Giannis, Steph Curry, Jason Tatum, James Harden, Luka Doncic, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, Embiid, Irving, Simmons, Durant, Westbrook, Walker, and Zion. And the teams were the Lakers, Celtics, Sixers, Raptors, Bucks, Warriors, Rockets, Bulls, Heat, and Nets. First thing that pops out to me on that list, Jason Tatum at four. Yeah, yeah that's what popped up to me at first. I, like, I don't understand that at all. I think it's just because uh, Boston, you know, like they're like ride or die with their players. And I think, like, I love yeah. the kid. He's good, but it's surprising to see him yeah. four. I would have expected him, like, no, I don't think jerseys are always but with the 10, skill. 10 yeah, that's definitely for sure. <clears throat> What's more interesting to me is that. Zion is already top 15 without ever having played an NBA game. Kevin Durant being a 12 surprises me because solely because he hasn't played a game yet. Yeah. And then, there are two players there that haven't played all season. Yeah. And they're both top 15, which is interesting. Who knows? Steph Curry's missed almost the whole season. It's just a stature of the players and the hype that they that's mm-hmm. surrounding them. And so last night I had a tweet that – Actually, we've had a surprising little bit of controversy considering stuff. I was tweeting about um, how the Nets being on here, not the Knicks, automatically trumps their, like, Nets have no fans because no one goes to their <laughs> games. Because we're on here and they're not. Yeah. But the Bulls being eight is surprising. Yeah. I'm, it's surprising until you really think about it. Well, the category with the teams? Retro jerseys in that. It, yeah, the Bulls being top 10 is surprising until you think about the fact that Jordan played for them, mm-hmm. which, yeah. you know, if you have the best player, wouldn't surprise me play for you. It wouldn't surprise me if it's counting historical merch, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Which Jordan is almost certainly still a top seller. Mm-hmm. thing that surprises me, Clipper's not on here. With yeah. Leonard being seven and them having Bulger. I think because yeah. of, like, the LA Lakers and, like, Clippers, you normally... Wouldn't you normally see people with uh, Lakers jerseys in L.A. probably? I would suspect that, at least. Yeah. And Toronto, four is surprising. I thought they would have been, like, lower on the list just because they – again, Toronto, Chicago, both, Heat as well, don't have any players in the top 15. I think Well, Toronto is just coming off a championship. Yeah. So – no, all their fans are all and the country behind them. Or consider yeah. when you look at the players list, like some teams have like two or three players, and yet the like Houston and the Nets both have two players on this list, and they're below the Raptors who have none. Yeah, I think, but I think it's just because of the, there's like a whole country behind them. If there was like uh, another team in Canada, like they would. Uh, Raptors would probably have uh, less uh, jersey sales, but I think with like a whole country behind them, doesn't matter who the players, who are the players, yeah. they're always gonna have jersey sales. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. It's plus the Raptors have a very 
spread out talent pool. Mm-hmm. Siakam, mm-hmm. Ibaka, Gasol, they got plenty of players Lowry, that could be all stars, that yeah. kind of thing. Siakam, I think, is Siakam and Van Vliet, especially. Those are the main two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys want to Lowry going off? You guys want to be on the big topic of this week? That's going to eat up a majority of this time. Yeah, let's get into it. Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving. Elephant in the room. It's probably every podcast, honestly. Well, yeah. especially <laughs> considering the talks that we've had on group chats. <sighs> yeah. Who so, wants to go first here? Does a third party want to introduce this? That's not me or Lava. Oh, ah. <laughs> so, Kyrie Irving. Um, you know, it was off the loss, and he was actually, when he was on the floor, he was a whopping minus 20 something so 20 yes so when he was on the court he was having a negative impact on his team's overall um you know just overall playing and what he said is just flout disrespectful uh not mentioning some of the names like uh, a lot of like crucial pieces like uh joe harris you know he's been here for a long time and all those players. All right. And I think I got a question to you guys about that. Uh, do you think that he did that on purpose? Or no. He says that he no, did that, Definitely no, not on purpose because it's Kyrie Irving. Very clear. He's just quickly rattling off names. Yeah. And here's my issue with your yeah, point. I of, think. So, Lava, finish your thoughts real quick. And, and why I have issues with it wasn't. Company. It wasn't really the names. It was just, uh, you know, he says need pieces. Now, Kyrie is on the max contract. And KD's on a max contract. I think it's obvious one of the pieces more. he was talking about was Kevin Durant. Um, he said pieces, not necessarily. Not yeah. well, and he mentioned also, at the end of that clip, he mentions big piece, and I think that's Kevin Durant. But, but I think is he wrong? Let me. So like, so basically, yeah, he's definitely not wrong. The more important question, he's not I guess wrong, the, but he shouldn't say into the media. Yeah, I guess there's two separate questions here. Well, I guess there's really three, there's... which is, one, is Kyrie Irving wrong? Which is, two, is he involving Kevin Durant in the pieces? And three, even if both of those are in favor of Kyrie, should he still be saying that? So, I mean, so the, he well, really... I think the first yeah. question that you asked is, so I think we're going to talk about the statement, and then we'll go into the other thing me and Lava had contention about. First, yeah. Hundred percent, he's right. He's been saying what Nets fans and media have been saying all yeah. season, and I, honestly, I like it. It's refreshing to have someone come out because to me, this is how I took it. Right? He says that in my mind, it shows me the players and the and the front office are listening and agree with what the fans are saying, which I think helps uh, helps fans when they realize that they're not just being completely ignored yeah and i think Look. should he have included names on, should he not have said any names probably but is it horrible that he did no because when you look at that interview as a whole he had mentioned jared allen and he had mentioned that the whole team is the reason they were in that game because he was sucking you can't just take that one question you have to look at the whole interview i'm Especially when it is comes off like he's rattling off names because yeah he might not think to mention people he had mentioned before. Look, it was very evident that the Nets need pieces, 
mm-hmm. maybe more pieces to contend. I'm agreeing with you guys on that, but I'm not agreeing with you guys is how he's basically addressing the players too. It's not only the fans, the players that yeah. they are not good enough, basically. That they, yeah, they that Kyrie basically sees a ceiling in them, and the players, as a response to that, maybe might not play as good as the team wants them to, and they know that that they could play good because of the they're mad maybe at Kyrie or something like that. And with the KD with the peace thing, he mentioned KD in those names so clearly. He wasn't referring to KD. Yeah, I was going to say that. All right. I'm going to say this so, right uh, about – or go ahead. I've already – yeah, right. I want to get – Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So, I guess when we're talking about Kyrie Irving's comments, I don't necessarily think that they're as toxic as they were initially made out to be. Number one, because of the rest of the context of the interview, but secondly, because in response to that, he talked about, you know, reaching out to everybody else, making sure there wasn't confusion, making sure that he was – clear with them mm-hmm. that okay look this doesn't mean that i want you gone you know trying to establish the chemistry and furthermore i think that maybe it's being taken out, out of context and that typically when you hear we need one or two more pieces people automatically jump to trades but this team could make good minimum signings good signings like that that could push them over the edge or we didn't win like, Dinwiddie was a trade, but I think we traded, like, another minimum deal. No, yeah. uh, we waived him, and then we picked him up from the waivers. Oh, yeah, okay. I, th- I figured that. I, I mean, th- no, we didn't wait. The Bulls waived him. The, the we Bulls picked waived him. him. The, waivers. Yeah. The, the Pistons passed on him. The Bulls passed on him, and then the Nets picked him up. And both of those teams could probably use him right about now. Most teams in the NBA could use him right now. I would argue he's the second-best sixth man behind Lou Will, and you could even argue Lou Will is not a sixth man. Well, you can make that same argument, I guess, for Dinwiddie. Six man yeah, gets weird. He's not a six this, man. Six man gets super anymore. weird. Who will yeah. legit gets more minutes than starters? So yeah, it's super. No, it's also with Zubots. He he only gets like sixteen minutes a game, and Terrell gets most of his eats up most of his yeah, minutes, Harold. and he comes yeah. off the bench. Here's stuff like that. Kyrie leaving off names, right? If a report had come out that the players were upset about it, then you, I think you could talk about that a little more. But it seems like they're not upset because. He, he says he clarified it. Kenny said, did you guys see that quote from Kenny Atkinson today that basically said the same thing Kyrie Irving said? He's pretty yeah. much... No, I didn't. He said they went there yet. They wouldn't want to say, uh, say if they're mad or not because it destroys the locker room. And we could... The players in their heads might be mad, but they just don't want to say it to team chemistry. And you can't, you can't say you're mad to Kyrie Irving because, mm-hmm. you know... It's not that it's his stature. It's also his ego that comes with him. So I, I think they might be mad, but they necessarily don't want to share it, and they don't have the courage to share it. And of all people, too, I think like people are harping on Joe Harris not being mentioned. I think Joe Harris is one of the safest people on this roster because I think the Nets really, yeah, really sure. want him. They'd be stupid to get rid of one of the best three-point shooters historically ever. So, I feel like he's Kenny Atkinson's favorite. No, that was Trevion Graham last year. Hmm? (laughs) Trevion Graham? He just got traded to Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. 
He was a brick yeah. machine. Oh, but you guys want you guys want to talk, talk about, about that, that trade later. too? Real we can quick, talk about the two trades actually. With, but let's talk about let's see the topic for now. Hold on, real quick. With Joe Harris, it's funny too because um, I saw someone say this and it makes sense. You know, he's been out lately with the back. That's yeah. probably why he was shooting 30% this month. Like, the fact we're saying he's shooting 30% and that's a really bad thing is funny. Because it's, like, mm-hmm. pretty good for most people. So. No, wait, I mean, how was he good, shooting? Like, what was he shooting? Talk about the trades and then come back to the other career oh. issue that me and Lava disagree on. Uh, so, the, you, let's talk about the, the Hawks. The one from today or the one from the other day? Uh, we're gonna talk the Hawks the made another trade today. No, there was a trade today, but oh, well, yeah, no, let's talk. Hawks. Let's talk about the Hawks one first. Okay. Then we'll talk about okay. Sure. Uh, so the Hawks sent. Uh, uh, no, the the Hawks sent. Who was it? Uh, Alan Crab. Alan Crab. Yeah, Crabbe. and uh, they got uh, Teague, Trev- right? yeah, and then they got Teague and Trevion and Graham, Graham. I think. I think they might have thrown in the second, but I think so too. I th- I'm that that sounds right. I think so. I'm not <clears> yeah. Um, but I think that was the actually the Hawks. Steal. Rid of yeah, Alex, yeah. personally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think. I mean, I put out a tweet like the day of that thing, and it was like yeah, the Alan Crab effect. Yeah. On the Atlanta Hawks. I went. Did you see the Atlanta game? So yeah. I saw him in person. When he was on the court, it went to crap for Atlanta. It was Allen. Allen Crab yeah, is the opposite of Aaron. They James. were like, it's just <laughs> they're like one in fifteen yeah. with him. Oh my like God, I saw that like stat too. Playing. I think one of you guys or, it was it blew my mind. Minutes. That they were on the yeah, court. I t- I tweeted that, and uh, when he's not playing, he, they're five and seven, which isn't that good, but it's not mm, one in fifteen. Yeah. Like Allen Crab's that <laughs> bad though. Whatever the other he's not that is. bad. He just takes the attention away from everyone else when he shoots and he can't. Shoot anymore? No, no. I think he's having his worst statistical. He's a shooter who can't shoot. Year. But he's, he's having the worst statistical <laughs> year in his career, I think. And I think just that bad contract that's really just shot, uh, like shining away of like how much of a you know decent player he is. You know, like I mean, I don't think he was bad for us last year. Mm-hmm. Remember when he used to have beef? With he was okay. Kenny? He had his moments. But, yeah, and he was. I think he posted an Instagram post when he got traded. He was stupid. It, it made everyone started tweeting like, "Are we gonna see an Alan Crab revenge game?" And it's like, no, <laughs> no, we aren't. Are we gonna see a Jaleel Okafor revenge game? <laughs> Here's the Alan Crab. Right when we got him, the first year was like his last year of his prime, and then he just got worse every year. Yeah, yeah. I I oh my god! I almost forgot about Jalil Okafor. That was a nice little session. Hashtag free Okafor. Hashtag free Okafor. <laughs> I remember <laughs> about that, but then again, we didn't lose anything from that trade either. Yeah, he just kind of joined. We actually didn't we um have a second round pick like this past yeah. year from I the Sixers. Like this, yeah, the Knicks first round pick. The, the Sixers are great pick. at giving up former first round talents. Yeah, we got he's not playing bad this deal. year. Yeah, he, uh, he's averaging eight points a game. Yeah, yeah that's very minimal. Uh, like you know, uh, minimal team playing. game averaging eight points and 
Yeah, it's definitely five rebounds. That's definitely bad. good. No, I'm saying because he didn't play a lot of games, so if he played games, it would neutral out. Mm-hmm. So we. I mean, honestly, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like every big man that goes to oh. New Orleans just is okay, yeah. successful. Like, it just so, I mean, right? Marcus Cousins? He was good. I, I mean, he yeah. was good, but, like, with the, eight, the injury, that, that was the only part that didn't so, work out. So I looked up the Okafor trade. We traded away Trevor Booker. Or we... That's mm-hmm. another name I haven't heard in years. Love him, by the way. He's not even that yeah, old. Sure. He's, like, 31 or something like that. We got Nick Stauskas. You know who the – still bring him back? By the way. Who? Huh? You know who the Nick Stauskas? Who was the pick? Yeah. Claxton. Yeah, he was on the Blazers and stuff. The pick we got from them is Nicholas Claxton. Oh Here's my Claxton. god, that's yep. crazy. That's a I great trade. So much. He's like been the sec he's been like a it's just that's the game that we were actually. just that I was just watching before he's the this. Spot. He was like the second best player on the floor. He's a great spot of our future. And here's the great thing with Claxton, right? I think it puts a lot of pressure on Jared Allen. Because if Claxton becomes what we think he could be, he we might not need Jared Allen anymore. Which that makes Jared Allen. We're gonna play piece. him at power forward if anything. Yeah, he could play the center position. He could play center. He's he's gonna. I don't like him at power know. forward though. I've always seen Nick Claxton as a possible replacement for Jared Allen, where we could package Jared Allen with somebody else and try to. Yeah. Get like a star type player, Jared um, Allen. With if Jared it, Allen, yeah. I mean, just two people won't do it, but if we could do like, yeah, like try to package for like Carl Anthony Towns, that's a trade. I don't that think that, that, that's even possible. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, it's the Timberwolves. Right the Timberwolves now, it's are not. a very dumb organization. Speaking no, of a dumb the organization, organization Towns for yeah. scrap pieces. Let's be real here. Speaking of being a dumb the, organization, the Timberwolves have Pablo. They Pro-Gianni. just traded away Jeff, their starting point guard for Alan Crabb. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was just once again, uh, Wolves is getting traded. It's gonna be Covington. Yes, and but I guess he has to be traded. Basically, let's talk about the ramifications no for Atlanta him. picking up Teague. Does this show that maybe they're trying to finish better? I mean, it shows that they're still trying to improve, for sure. Yeah, it's a more of a message to trade that, think that we're with you wins. here. Honestly, I think it has a security-moving case, Trey Young gets hurt. Yeah. I think it's just... Yeah, it's yeah, also that. It's also that. Sick and tired of carrying the load. But, but Jeff Teague is Trey a fan yeah, because he was with them for so many years too, and they might maybe they might resign him. I don't know, but it's not like they yeah, gave much it's for just him, so. like a move where it's like if it works out, you know, whatever. It, Something that why not? Yeah, yeah why not do it? We get rid of Alan Crab. Now That's all that matters. a trade that could have much more potential ramifications is the one that happened today, just between Portland and Sacramento. Yeah, it was a lot of players. Yeah, it was a big trade. Um, all, a lot of those players are not necessarily guys most casual NBA fans know about. Or, or even yeah. just most NBA fans know about. So the trade was Baysmore and Tolliver to the and two second-round picks to the Kings. 
for Trevor Ariza, Wendell Gabriel, and Caleb Swanigan. I yeah. think the Kings uh, fleeced the Blazers because Trevor Ariza is a bad contract. Really? And I don't know what the Kings were doing. I think the Kings were high this summer. I swear. They gave out the worst contracts in the league. They give Harrison Barnes twenty something I mean, million. Like they they hired Luke Walton as a coach. They gave Trevor Ariza thirteen million. A lost Trevor uh, Ariza, and they give Corey Joseph twelve million to drop five points. I yeah. right. I mean, Kent Bazemore is a bad contract too. This is worse. Yeah, than but Kent Bazemore at least expires. Kent Bazemore is expiring, yeah. so they they basically fleece them. I like so. Yeah, but the Trailblazers, the Blazers, are, it cuts their luxury tax bill in half, so they don't have to pay as much. Mm-hmm. And for the Kings, two second-round picks, which they could always package with Wade Dedman, who doesn't want to be there anymore, and get a decent player for it. Yeah. Mar, I think that this could potentially – I think that Trevor Ariza could potentially improve Portland. Mm-hmm. Trevor Reza for the past couple of years has been like a good eighth, ninth man on a playoff team just because he has the experience. He was good in the Rockets that one year. He has plenty of playoff experience because wasn't he on the Suns when they were very good? I think he was on the I think he spent some time with Phoenix. He spent some time with. Yeah, Isn't that Trevor Reza I think he spent some time with New Orleans. Mm hmm. Yeah. He started his career on the Knicks, then he went to Orlando for a couple of years, then he went to the Lakers in 07, 08, 08, 09. Then he went to Houston for a year, then he went to New Orleans for a couple of years, Washington a couple of years, back to Houston until this past season when he was with Sacramento. Trevor Reza is potentially a pretty good piece for them because I think the journeyman who can average a decent amount, but he has playoff experience. Yeah, but he hasn't been good this season. No. So far... This season for Portland, they've it seems like it's been a disaster, but they're not all that much off from the playoffs. If you just listen to what the media says and you don't really watch the games, you would think that Portland has just yeah been awful, but they're the 10th seed. It is hard on them, though, because they lost DJ, which hurt, and then DJ's been inconsistent. And Hassan been... Whiteside has been Hassan Whiteside. No, he's been good for them, I think. <laughs> he's been good. Right. So, I, mean... um, I have a question, guys. So, obviously, the Nets are getting blown out. Kenny Atkinson has scared <laughs> me a little bit. I don't know. I think the Bucks are just better. No, not the game. It's just like yeah. watching some of the games. The thing that worries me is the rotations. I don't know... I love Atkinson. I think he's a good coach. I don't know if he's a championship caliber coach. Yeah. What what is his rotation scares me? We very clearly have a four year window. This year we're not wasting it, but it, it we're not fully healthy. So we essentially have a three year window, and I don't want to waste probably the best year in next year with a coach who has question marks. I, I, don't I, yeah, I think it's just the personally. Nets. It's the loyalty thing. I think they are going to – because basically if they're firing Kenny, it's like screw the culture. 
we're just going to get a good coach and just do that. But I think they want to keep the culture and they want to they want to stick with what got there because I think Kenny has been through the thick and thin and they're not just going to fire him. And it's like Brett Brown, you know, the process Sixers and stuff. He was he was with them through mm-hmm. thick and thin. So I think it would be uh, basically a betrayal to fire both of those coaches. But Atkinson, though, like, I'm not saying we should fire him, to be honest. I'm just saying that. Because I feel like when Kevin Durant comes back, and once we get rid of some of these people who are iffy, we could very quickly I mean, say we get like a Serge Ibaka or even a Rocco, who is clearly better than some of the bottom of our bench guys. I think that team stacked from top to bottom can overcome bad rotations. We just need to get that one or two more where we're deep enough that we can say that. But are we sure that it's really bad rotation? Like, obviously, it looks bad right now. It's a little bit bad rotations, and then the thing that annoys me is he's gotten a little bit better at it, but with timeouts. It's a charge. Timeouts are not good for him at all. He will. He has to wait. I mean, the playoffs. I think he really, he really sees this year as a development year, and he's just trying to get his. Like he's trying to see what works. He's experimenting with a bunch of stuff. I think some of the stuff obviously isn't working, Mm -hmm. but that's just stuff he's got to figure out now. Rather, I think that Kenny Atkinson is more of a development coach than anything else. If you look at, there have been great coaches in the NBA. Coaches that. I mean, Dwayne Casey literally won Coach of the Year and then got fired. Uh, yeah, there are some coaches that just aren't championship coaches, and I don't know that Kenny Atkinson is a championship coach. Yeah, trust me, I say this all the time. Atkinson is one of, if not the best, development head coaches I've ever seen. Yeah, on that Atlanta team where a lot of those pieces got pretty good. He was on the net, this Nets team. He took them from 20 wins to 40 wins in three years. I wouldn't mind trying to convince him to take on, like, an assistant slash development coach role. They wouldn't do that. Like they a, would, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't do that. that. They wouldn't do because that. there are other teams that would do that. Teams like the Kings or Suns would try to outbid for him. And and they wouldn't be like the Kenny Anderson. Oh, here, Kenny, you're not good enough. You're not a championship caliber coach. So here. I don't know player development. Coach, but I think that'll be just an insult to him. It sounds ridiculous, but I don't I think that's the only way Atkinson is gonna finish the next four years as the Nets coach. Well, if you think that so he's not gonna finish it with that if they're gonna just offer him that because I don't I don't know if that's happened in NBA history where a team has demoted a coach and the coach has Take basically it. given consent to them yeah. to do that. Honestly, I, if he's gonna get fired, I think it's if we don't if we disappoint next year. Yeah, yeah. it's just an overreaction. It just it's slightly of yeah. an overreaction. This team hasn't reached its full, uh, you know. I think that this team hasn't reached its full potential because yeah, this team has been hurt a whole lot. There has been 
I don't there's been very few games wherein the entire rotation has been healthy and that stays mm-hmm. true right now. Garrett Temple, Joe Harris, DeAndre Jordan are all out. Kyrie Irving so, comes back, DeAndre Jordan goes down. Yeah. So no, theoretically, it's very much chemistry hasn't developed yet because there hasn't been time to develop it. Because everybody's either been out. I don't fear for this team making the playoffs because we'll the make rest no, of the teams make, in the East the suck. The ninth seed right now is the Pistons, and they're like four games back or something like that mm-hmm. without Blake Griffin. And we're bound to go on a winning – like we're in this rough stretch now, but I think once we get through this little stretch of games, I think we're going to go on a winning streak. And honestly, yeah, this year is all about making the playoffs because, again – if Kevin Durant isn't coming back, which I think he is, but even if he does, it's this year I think is more about, in the Nets' mind, getting the guys that don't have that much playoff experience more playoff experience, like Dinwiddie and Levert. Yeah. And Rody. Next year, we're as experienced as possible. Yep. And I think it's just good for the city of Brooklyn to get a playoff team. The, the, the city of New York in general to have this, like, Mm-hmm. Basically, a city and a state behind you, you know, have that, like, hope. We will never hear the end of it from Knicks fans if we don't make the playoffs this year. Yeah. No, Even it's if not going to be it. that, because we can just Even refer to, it. hey, you guys, where are you guys? Mm-hmm. And they'll say, just right where you are. You want to you wanna <laughs> go back over the other Kyrie thing that me and you very much disagree on? Um, Who's the leader of the Nets I mean, team? What did you say? Who is the leader of the Nets team? Me and you are completely... Um, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's the leader. DeAndre I... Jordan. I, I'd say it's DeAndre Jordan. The, the Durant's the leader team. on the court. DeAndre, you might not be wrong. You might not be wrong, but, like, the skill is outmatched between the two, like, Kyrie and Kevin Durant. The, on the on-court leader is definitely Kevin Durant when healthy. <laughs> And the locker room leader is almost certainly going to be DeAndre yeah. Jordan, which means Kyrie Irving can just kind of coast and do what he does best. What he does best. Score so, the ball. I want to, in person, hear your thoughts on Kyrie Irving. Because here's mine, right? There's, I don't think Kyrie Irving is a good leader, okay? I just, I don't. But at the same time, he, here's the thing with him, right? He's very good at, he, he can be the best player on the court. He's just not built to be a leader. And the thing that pisses me off about the media is they act like that's a bad thing, but some people just can't lead, and there is nothing wrong with it. But no, I think we've accepted they, that, but I think it's just some of his comments are kind of sus. He needs, to, in my opinion, he needs to have the Marshawn Lynch approach in the media, which mm-hmm. is, I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm just here because I have to be. I don't want to be here. I don't want to talk to you. I'm just here because I, I love have to the be. fact. Basically, KE. I love the fact that he's honest. Because it's refreshing. Like him and Kevin Durant. It's refreshing. All these people that Kevin Durant get off Twitter. I love that he's interacting with Twitter. And I love that things get to them. Because it very much shows their people too. Because that gets lost sometimes with our with the way we view sports. These people are people. Like... I was watching a YouTube video with a former athlete, and they made a good point. Like, after you've been a player, it's hard to look at traits the same again because if you think about it, it's just a ridiculous concept of 
trading a person and making them uproot their lives from one city to another. Like, there's a human aspect, and it's mm-hmm. great that our two superstars are both very well known for not being afraid of showing that side. I think yeah. and Kyrie, sure, I love that he's honest, but he's sometimes too honest. But here's here's my opinion on Kyrie. Too honest. With Kyrie, I don't need him to be the leader of the Brooklyn Nets. He's not our leader. No. I don't like when the media critiques him about being a bad leader. Sure, go be a bad leader as long as you're out there getting buckets, putting up twenty five a night at least. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm 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 cool. Like as long as you shoot forty percent from three, put up your numbers. Because I just need you to be a good compliment piece to Kevin Durant. I need Kevin Durant to come in, take over that LeBron role that the Cavs had with LeBron and Kyrie when they won the championship. And that's all I need Kyrie to do for Brooklyn. And that's the thing, too, with Kevin Durant, right? Kevin Durant is one of those guys who likes to interact with the fans and everything. And I like it because especially, like, when he did it with – um. Chris Tierney or whatever his name is, and then the other reporter yesterday, like, he flat out like exposes them for being two-faced. And as someone who wants to be in sports media, I love that because you can't say there's no bias and go for the throat of players. Yeah. And, and- expect to get it back. Like Again, you treat them like they're not human. And they very much are. You guys. Yeah. And here's the thing that I've sort of begun to notice is that the media loves to slander players who are sidekicks that they think could be number one options on bad teams because then they or that have been number one options on decent teams like Westbrook and Paul George. They love to go after guys like that as that they need another person to take them there. Specifically, Westbrook gets dropped all the time because of the way that he plays. Mm-hmm. They question his play style a lot, but... And they... With him, I can kind of more understand it than most players, but a lot of people act like being a sidekick is a bad thing. But it's not. Mm-hmm. There can only be... Think about it. There are 30 NBA teams. There can only be... And most of those guys probably don't have mm-hmm. all-star franchise guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There can only be so many of those guys in the they NBA. Might not they win a championship o- ever. Okay, so I have, yeah. I have an idea, right? Before we get into the awards in general, it is a Nets podcast. And I have an idea, right? We are about the halfway point, right? It's Yeah. I think this is our forty our forty fourth game. First game, which is exactly halfway through, and it's exactly a blowout. So at eighteen and twenty three, def on a scale of one being not panicked to ten being panicked, where are you at with the state of the Brooklyn Nets? Does anyone want to go first? Uh, I'll go. Go ahead. So I'll do a solid seven or six with the. 10 being panicked. Mm-hmm. And you guys want to do a, a disappointment and surprising? Sure, but let's just go over the... I'm I'm with you. I'm at a 7. The only reason it's not higher is, again, 
out. We said this in the first episode. This season is not about a championship. And that's that I just want it will go way down. Even if we stay the eighth seed, right? We don't improve, we don't regress. Say this everyone's record, you just multiply by two. I would if this time at the end of the season, everyone is gelling better and roles are becoming more defined. I would say it's like a one or a two because everyone and their mom has acknowledged next year is the year where the Nets are going to be looked at as championship favorites. So I'm not that I'm only a little alarmed because I'm afraid the Nets aren't going to do anything. And that scares me. But Sean Marks has never left anything alone, which is why it's not an eight or a nine and is only like a six, seven. Yeah, I'm at a. Oh, go. Uh, you can go. You go. You go. All right. Right now, I'm at a four. I'm like kind of panicked. I recognize that there was potential for problems to arise, but at the end of the day, I'm not worried because the Nets are getting a guy who, even at ninety percent of his potential, is mm-hmm. still a top ten player in the league, and they're adding that to a rotation that hasn't been healthy all year. Think about that. They're going to – just this game, bro, it's a 20-point loss to the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Right now? Mm-hmm. Joe Harris didn't play. DeAndre Jordan didn't play. Garrett Temple didn't play. Kevin, Kevin Durant's not playing. So if you add four guys like that right now, this game is probably a lot closer. A lot of games that they've lost has been have been, they just can't close it out. And it's been a lot of just not gelling – so I think that you give this team another year of training camp. I think that you give this team. Karis Levert are playing their first like sustained stretch of the season. Too. Basketball, yeah. So you give, mm-hmm. and it's in this a bunch of games right after each other, you know. And we said a bunch of times too. The only team I am concerned about that I don't think even at full strength, the Nets. The only team I could easily see us losing to, even at full strength is the Bucks because of how good they are. So yeah, the Bucks are crazy good. Are you just talking if about we come East? out Monday and we kill Philly, I will be happy because I know we can kill them. We almost beat them the other day. And yeah. We just had some collapses, which when we're fully healthy, and if you think Kyrie Irving is fully healthy, you're insane. He went from – Yeah, no, there's no way. Three, to playing a full game and then a full game and back to back, you're you're dumb. It's very weird how, um, like a week ago, you're looking at Kyrie being out this season, and now it's and now he's playing. I'm playing this back to back. It's it's yeah, very he's, weird. he definitely wants to play, and you can tell that he's trying not to shoot as much right now. And you can also tell he's hurt. Yeah. But he wants to play because he wants to play, which is careful, good and bad. I think that they should kind of load manage him a little bit. Remember about two weeks ago when everyone was saying that that um, the Nets were taking too long with this and they should rush him no, back? No, don't rush him back. You stuff. wait until the man is healthy. Plenty of people were saying that. And <laughs> look where we are I now. I think that uh, – I'll go up for mine. Uh, I'd say that I'm on a panic level of – Actually, about a two or a three. Yeah. Because the way 
the way I look at it is if you tell any team in the league and they're doing this thing with the 110 panic level, like let's say I'm a Suns fan, you tell me I'm getting Kevin Durant next year to add to mm. my team. Well, Suns are good, but it doesn't matter. I'm getting Kevin Durant next yeah. year. I'm ecstatic with that. that like a, a six instead of what you guys are at is because of the small things that I'm noticing, like some of the timeout issues and some of the rotation issues, or hopefully when there's more of a veteran presence, even there to tell Atkinson, we need to take a timeout here. Yeah. Well, even then, I'm okay better. with that. It's just the small but things. I still think the only thing thing, I think the only thing two I am titles in the with? next three years, not counting this year, like the, the last three years. I really think we do because our team is only going to get better. Um, I really do think we win championships. And if we win one championship, I will not criticize any of the three years unless something like <laughs> catastrophic happens or they make a really horrible move. If we win yeah. a title next year yeah. or the year after that, you can't – any of the years. That's just like with Kawhi. Like, they gave up so much to get Kawhi for just one mm-hmm. year, but they won the championship. Yeah. So, you can't really be criticize that at all. Non-ABA championship. If Giannis, by some miracle, ends up leaving, there's no one to compete with us for the East next year when we're fully healthy. Assuming he doesn't go yeah, to a team yeah. like Miami or something. Well, even if he goes... I could see him. My but only... If he goes to Miami... My... I don't think they have the money for that. No, like they, they, they do. They do. I think they do. That would With be the... horrible. That would Kelly Olynyk. They have the James Johnson expiring. They have Dion Waiters. Uh, yeah, Justice Winslow. Expiring. They have a lot of money. I don't know if that team, team doesn't well With Giannis, if the Heat with Giannis, if... I mean, who, what team, team wins the all Giannis? Yeah, Giannis. I mean, like, because Jimmy Butler has shown sometimes he struggles to gel with bigger stars on his team. My only concern with where the Nets are right now is Kyrie's injury, mm-hmm. and that really scares me that it might become a long... Like, obviously, it already is yeah, a long... It scares me a little thing, bit. But I don't want it to linger into next year. It doesn't really That's scare really me because I think if with. he gets... The type of injury he has, if he gets surgery in the offseason, should so be fine. If he gets it in the offseason... I just my one concern with it is I don't want him if he to play with it if he knows it's gonna get, if he knows it's feeling worse. I just if he feels mm-hmm. like it's going to possibly hurt him next year, he should sit out. If he feels like it's fine, go ahead. But as the moment it turns into maybe a danger for next year, you put it down because next year is the, the year. Yeah. So do you yeah, guys because when he was talking about getting the cortisone shot. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys want to run through? Yeah, that was scaring me. Is uh, go ahead. Disappointing stuff. Yeah, some mid-season stuff. Um, I'm, sure. Uh, is it about the Brooklyn Nets or just in general? In general, because I think we in just see some Brooklyn Nets thing. So, honestly, I'm gonna still have to stick with the Brooklyn Nets, and that's Torian Prince. Mm-hmm. In like the preseason. He was very good. He showed but, a couple games he's had very good performances. Yeah, but it's the... Is this most disappointing? It's the inefficiency that really scares me. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah. He's just breaking every shot. He cannot buy. He's not bad from three, but from the field, he's atrocious. So are yeah. we um, most disappointing right now, then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, My most disappointing is probably Joe Harris. Not for the net or for the not, NBA. Not bad. And I know it's probably because of the injury, but he has not been playing like he's been. I want him to get extended. But if you're talking about coming into the season, what your expectations were of him, he's below it right now. Like I didn't expect Prince to be a lights-out shooter because I know he's young and he's going to develop. But Joe Harris has such that pristine expectation of being the best three-point shooter in the league that I feel like him only shooting 30% in the month is disappointing. Like That's the other thing, too. Some people take disappointing – as bad it's not necessarily the case it's just he's not living up to my expectations which are extremely high but with his injury that probably explains a lot so are we doing most disappointing player in the nba or for the next we can do both uh no i'm i I did touring prince was for the nba for the nba yeah he's been yeah all right so i guess i'll drop mine there are a bunch of candidates for sure but one of the ones that I want to drop that I don't think anybody else would say has been Dennis Smith Jr. He has been mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. atrocious, and yeah. he was expected to He's have potentially. A, I thought he might have a breakout season this year. As a matter of a fact, a lot of people did. He just has been horrible a lot. Honestly, my most disappointing, if you're talking NBA, mm-hmm. RJ Barrett. No, what? I don't, uh, I disagree. No, he's I don't, no. he's, 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 he's at least he was at least not good even at just, the beginning, and then he got ran into the, the ground. Thing, right, going into the year, I expected him to be averaging like nineteen twenty. He's averaging fifteen five and two. That's really good for that's a good. Rookie. That's a first that's year good, player. That's, that's a good first for a rookie. NBA, I still and um, the efficiency like, might be not be there, but he's a rookie. No, yeah. Also, the thing that's concerning is the two assists as a guard. Oh, yeah, I mean, I could understand like, that. Like, win share total That's... this season is a negative 0.7. Because he's, he's with the Knicks. That I mean, it account. is his rookie like, year, though. Like, I'm just you give him stats and seeing how much he helped their team win or lose. His PR is, I... I mean, is 10.5. The Angela Russell did. didn't start off hot either. So Neither. Who, who else had, like, a terrible rookie season? I think Dirk had, like, Cam- a bad rookie year. Cam Cam Rush is not having a good rookie year, but he had a good game the other night against the Spurs. Against against like the other night, Cam Rush has been oh. arguably the worst player in the NBA he this year. Had a bad rookie year, but he was hurt yeah. part of it. His first like season where he played eighty games, which was his second season, he averaged seventeen six and two. Who are we talking about, Dirk? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. First season, he only started like twenty four games because he probably got hurt or something. All right, who has uh, has everybody given their most disappointing player? Yeah, uh, I haven't yet. Oh, yeah. I'm still oh, okay. I'm still trying to think about. Right. Um, There's a couple names: hmm. Horford, Aaron Gordon. Horford and Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I mean, I want to think of like players on bad teams. Um, 
I don't think there's really anyone that's been disappointed on a bad team. Uh, Aaron Gordon's are going to throw in too. I'm gonna look at teams real quick. Hold on. Um, with the Aaron Gordon one, I sort of anticipated a jump. I did too. For because he was like, there was a lot of hype around him too, and like I think I don't know, I don't think he reached his ceiling, but it's he, there's a lot of stuff that the Magic are relying on for them to not be mediocre, and one is uh, Aaron Gordon's success. I have a disappointing one. Marketing. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's Laurie just Jim Boylan being stupid. He's averaging 15 uh, yeah. 62. I just expected him to have – because last year he had that jump. I expected him to be, like, low 20s, high teens. And he's 15. Like, he, he's I, been a little hurt, but – I expected him to be the best player on the Bulls. Special. You guys lost me for a second, but would you consider Zion to be a disappointment so far? I don't think I'm I mean, if he hasn't played, they expected him to be contributing day one for New Orleans. No, Zion's healthy. New Orleans is just scared about him. And it's scary he could, that it's, he, could plan he to hasn't start played a game yet. He's supposed to play soon. Um, he is supposed to play soon. He's supposed to play against the Spurs. All right. So, guess most improved? I think we might all – oh, yeah, let's do most improved. Most improved, uh, we can go MVP. And then we can let's do most improved first, because okay. I think we might um, all be in agreement here. In the NBA, yeah, in the NBA, most there's a couple. Improved. I got yeah, two. Right I'm gonna start off with Brandon Ingram. He's yeah, been a monster this year. He has been yeah. phenomenal today. As a matter of fact, he almost helped the Pelicans beat the Clippers, and they would have if it wasn't for an incredible run down the stretch by the Clippers. He's, yeah, he's That's not who I was thinking. I would have said, I was thinking Devontae Graham. That sure. too. Yeah, that's been that he was crazy. Yeah, he's been crazy. He was. Yeah, Devontae Graham. I would have Alexander like last week, but I don't know. Nah, for me, it's Brandon Ingram too. Mm-hmm. I picked him on my fantasy yeah, totally. team. You could also probably say Jalen Brown too, but. Brandon Ingram reminds me of Katie with his frame, everything, long arms. He is just so good. I was at the game where he dropped 40 on us. Mm -hmm. He is so good. He is so skilled. He has such good basketball IQ. He's so good getting around the rim. He's so good at finding his spots, which you see these elite players do nowadays. He's I'm a big fan of him this year. I turned to a big fan of Brandon Ingram. I've always but Ingram been, was already I've pretty good. Devontae Graham was awful before this year. But last yeah. year, Devontae Graham was nothing no. to the league. And this year, There's he's like a 20 official. point per game scorer. Well, that's what happens when you become the number one scoring option. No, because yeah. Terry Rozier was. But it's funny how they they thought Terry Rozier was going to be their quote. Terry Rozier was never the number one scorer. Yeah, yeah. No. I think he was because they gave him that big contract. But, like, he was Devontae Graham was coming off the bench but he and he wasn't. played so well. They were like, hey, Terry, we're going to pair you up with Devontae Graham. He's totally not better than you. But 
Uh, he paid you all this money, so you have yeah. to start. Before, Terry Rozier hasn't been bad, though. Terry Rozier has yeah. been Terry Rozier His catching shoot three percentage is, isn't – I think his catching shoot three percentage is something like 50% or something insane like that. He's been, yeah, been, been crazy good bad. off the ball. He's been on a huge hot streak. He's been center. crazy good off the ball. Four and four. Wait, who? Terry Rozier? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, just a that... guy nobody's talking about. But, yeah, he's been having a great season. It's almost double his career high. Yeah. You know that Serge Ibaka is averaging 15 points? On a team. Serge Ibaka is averaging 15? That's crazy. I, Another I looked at for, that. Uh, no, 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 no. But, like, it was shocking to me. I looked and I was like, just want to see what how Serge Ibaka is doing. Devontae Graham, Devontae Graham only averages 0. 0.4 more points than um, Rogier. Yeah. yeah. The difference being that Graham was basically unknown before this year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before so we've got Rogier and Graham. Is yeah. there any other guy? Pretty much no. Zach Levine but... had a sneaky mm-hmm. good year. Hill? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, basically averaging the same exact staff on basically like the, the almost the same skill team. You, Can I have yeah. a James Harden take for a second? What? I think James Harden is the most overrated player cool. in basketball. The most overrated? I think, yeah. It's just yeah. his playing mm-hmm. style. I, I, he like manipulates Every the referees. Pulls over the 40 and the 50 point games, he shoots 36%. Like, yeah. yeah. He would be nothing without. Like, when you're the only guy on the team. It's literally just him and Westbrook. Both of them have this issue. Westbrook is more well-rounded, but James Harden sucks. Like, I could go out there and score 36 on 54 shots. Like, I know if he sucks. That, that's a bit hard. He's not, he, he's, he has yeah, skills. He's very good. Sucks as an Alexander. He's elite. A, um, I just – he's so overrated. Like, everyone rules over the he's, game. Like, he's a highlight reel, but – what else would you expect from 50 shots? 20 of them should go in. So you're calling him overrated, but I have a question. Do you still see him as the the best shooting guard in basketball? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think he's the best shooting guard in basketball. Yeah? You still see that? Wow. So who, who's number one for you? I just had to ask because you said he was overrated. No, Deal? I don't – also, I hate – especially nowadays, I really don't think – Positions matter, like. Oh yeah, it's such positions basketball. No, like Ben Simmons isn't a point guard. James Harden isn't a shooting guard. He's a point guard. The ben point Simmons guard who plays point shooting guard, guard. Just can't shoot. Ben and... Simmons isn't a point guard. He's a power forward who plays point guard. Everyone with Harden, LeBron James, his efficiency isn't that bad. Like, yeah. All right. So before we get to couple years. In a couple of years, I don't think positions will even be talked about. Other, I think it'll just be guards, forwards, centers. centers. Yeah. Not even that, just big men and non big men. Because they're two different. And even then, like people like Giannis are shooting three pointers now. And it's like, where, like, everything is just positionless. Yeah. The MVP um, is pretty obvious. Let's talk about MVP. Uh, there, is, there is some debate here. Who else would it be other than Luca? Giannis? Giannis? Yeah. Why? Why? Giannis. No, Luca isn't going to win MVP. I forgot about Giannis. Luca's a candidate. I still think it's Luca, though. 
Why? So your guess, your pick is Luca. Let's hear it. I just he's so good. Like, let me look up his stats real quick. Um, but he's like averaging the same points as Giannis, and like Giannis is the Greek freak, he, mm-hmm. and his team's way better. He literally has a perfect roster around yeah. him with shooters. I mean, now in their stats next to each other, Luca is going to win MVP eventually, but I don't think it's over Giannis. Luca is a sophomore. Yeah. I think it's Giannis, but the argument for Luca is that Luca's supporting cast is way worse mm-hmm. than Giannis's, significantly worse. So Luca's the second best 20... player this year has been either Tim Hardaway Jr. or Porzingis, mm-hmm. depending on the day. Whereas with yeah. Giannis, he has Middleton, Bledsoe, and I think and just shooters. Statistically, Giannis probably deserves it more, but I think Luca wins it because he has the highlight real plays. I don't think I don't know. Wait, not, but I Giannis having a dunks and Giannis and Giannis winning MVP last yeah, year. Yeah, and it would be very weird for a sophomore like sophomore to all of a sudden win win MVP. It's it would I don't know. I think that would also play into effect. They want to give him the MVP right away because he needs to work. He needs to like work for you know. Yeah. Um. Get the stats. Another has the better stats, but. I do think Giannis has the way better team. Another yeah. group, yeah. And Another they're in different conferences too, which I think hurts Giannis and helps Luca because he's facing tough, tougher competition. But... I think if any player from the West will make the will win MVP, I think that it will without a doubt be LeBron. Because the Lakers are crazy. He's got to be in the and and Anthony Davis. It's either it, it could be a. But I don't know if they're going to win it. LeBron is averaging a double-double. He's averaging 25.4 points, 7.7 rebounds, almost 11 assists, shooting 50% from the field. His three-point percentage and free-throw percentage is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But his defense has been way better than last year. Mm-hmm. The Lakers as a whole... Well, LeBron is one of those players that... They just don't really hand the MVP to. They just kind of acknowledge yeah. his greatness. You're talking about his four like MVPs. They don't have to give him any more trophies. I think yeah, the they defense... already gave him the four, and then now they just feel like they don't have to no, give it to I him. I think the defense is sort of like he has something to play for, and he doesn't want his body to get worn out, and it's more of the motivational factor. And he was like sort of like in those Grizzlies games. Remember that bad defensive play? Was just like he was sort of like mad and just tilted at the whole team. He was like. Whatever, like, uh, whatever, I'm playing with these guys, you know, who cares? You know, just not trying. Uh-huh. Yeah, so and now with Anthony Davis. LeBron, Giannis, Luka. Right? Those are our... I think those are the only three candidates that you can really... I, mean, I think the, yeah. I think the lost the Harden in there, too, because of... I think the for some reason, Jimmy Butler is, like, four, like fifth or fourth. On the in, yeah, MVP, in basketball uh, references MVP voting, yeah, that's very weird. Yeah, so he's shooting, he's shooting like twenty something percent from three too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like he's exactly like Wade. He only hits the shots when it's when it matters. Yeah, but it's not like he was a bad. He's a bad three point shooter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, like so, playing the clutch. Yeah. So, I guess you should move on to a category that's going to be basically immediate. Rookie of the year. I think we are, we all agree. 
John Morant. John yeah. Morant. Honestly, okay, is I'll it go possible to say even with <laughs> Zion Williamson on this one? I think Jarrell would have won even if Zion was healthy. Yeah. John Morant Jim is having – John Morant's having Josh Jackson. John, John Morant's having such a good year. He's having mm-hmm. his story. I think it was uh, Rusty Bucket. Didn't who he put have up like nine sports center plays yesterday? Yeah. I think it was – uh, Rusty Buckets. Do you guys know who that is? Mm-hmm. He yeah. put up a poll comparing John Morant's rookie year and Damian Lillard's rookie year, and John Morant got voted as a better player, which is insane Morant, to think about. Trust me, I know the pain. I'm a Seton Hall fan. I watched that man roast us. I think it was March Madness, wasn't it? I think we played the March Madness. Oh, uh, wait, you guys played St. John's today, I think. It was also – he was – also in our conference, so he roasted us. Yeah, you John, guys played yeah. us today. Hell's man. Oh, you're John. a St. John's fan? Yeah. They have no class with what they tried to do. They tried to take Miles Powell's 2,000th point ball. Get out of here. <laughs> he is also John Morant, in my opinion, mm-hmm. will be an all-star in the near future. Not this he, year. Yeah, he obviously will. He's in but conversation I think, this year, which is crazy to me. Zion, I think he would still win, but it would be very, very close. Because I think I okay, preseason, preseason is like kind of – I know I'm saying dumb by looking at the preseason numbers, but they pulled this up like the other day against the Bulls and the Sixers. He was 23 points on 70 or like 80% shooting from field. I know most of his – like. Uh, the size, like but in the paint, but like that. I no, it was like three games. But I'm saying, like, if he kept up that similar games. sort of pace, potentially, it, but it would have been very close. It was, it would have been like an up in the year thing. Okay, so what are the other two left? Six man of the year and defensive player of the year. Defensive is going to be Gobert. Defensive yeah. player of the year, Rudy Gobert. Six yeah. men, maybe Giannis. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it, or Davis, back. or Anthony Davis, or Anthony or Davis. Or Anthony Davis. They might give it to AD. He's been also insane, but I think that Rudy Gobert has just been such a good player this year. I, yeah, I feel like the NBA just disrespects the perimeter shooting. That all, they all go for, like, the highlight block. That's the only players that, like, win. Like, Marcus Smart will never win or a defensive player of the year because the NBA only votes, like, centers and power forwards for that. It's kind of weird. Like they only, yeah, like I mean, they only respect interior defense. Guards have won I mean, it, but to win it as a guard, you've got to. There, I don't think hard. there's been a guard in recent NBA history who's won Defensive Player of the Year. I think Tony, uh, if Tony, Tony Allen, Allen won, won it, then he's the no. exception. Mm-hmm. But in NBA history, there's been very few guards, if any, who have won Defensive Player of the Year without being a star first. Because you think of the guys that did do it, like Peyton and Jordan, they were stars. Also, so it wasn't just their defense that they were known for. So I have one thing I want to talk about that's not necessarily NBA, but it's college, so it counts. This has to be the craziest college basketball season pretty much ever, right? I'm not following it, but going on. This week, the top, this week, top five ranked team lost. There's no favorite, like, really. It's insane. Like, I have no clue how I'm going to fill out my March Madness bracket. Because it's such a crap shoot. Like, 
I mean, it is it's like that every Duke year. Duke has lost twice to Madness, unranked but... teams. Yeah. Burn, number four ranked twice this week. Butler, five rank, lost twice this week. Like, no one I, – I see people saying it's bad. I think it's good. It's either every team is bad or every team is good. I love that my, that my team is undefeated in the conference play for the first time in history to start 6-0. and So uh, I live like 20 seconds away from St. John's. Mm, that makes sense. I think, honestly, this kind of relates to the Nets. I think I first became aware of Seton Hall and started kind of rooting for them because of Isaiah Whitehead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you went there. Yeah, that's when I really became aware. Well, what, wait, what do you have to? Uh, what are the requirements to make March Madness? Like the the. Uh, I don't know. There are like being at large. There's a lot of turn conference. like there are conferences where pretty much every major conference has a play-in tournament where if you win, you're in. And then after that, after all the tournaments, it's pretty much just who's good. Yeah. It's crazy to me that Rutgers is probably going to make March Madness. Even like the minor conferences, yeah. like I'm an Old Dominion University fan personally, and like, like, Conference USA, got like, in there. they get automatically. I think they should let D like the, yeah. the they shouldn't let like a one D two team play. Oh no, they would get killed. No, no. They, but you, you have the UMBCs. In no, the like world, a top, so. like top, top, top. Even then. That's debatable. I will say this, though. I am happy because I don't have to worry about my team making it this year because they pretty much guaranteed themselves a spot. Well, so for great. St. John's, it's kind of like uh... – Did they make it last year? Yeah, they made it last year. They made it to the yeah. second round. It was fucking Chris Mullen, so. the worst head coach in the world. We yeah. lost against Arizona. Like, yeah, Arizona. Mm. Or it's like Arizona or Arizona State in the second round. We lost yeah. to Mark. I'm 95% sure. That's we we like lose close games. Oh, Seton Hall makes every game a heart like the Butler game too. We're second half team. Both games that I the past two games we've been down like 13 at halftime and we won. Yeah. So, but like but back to what I was saying, like, Isaiah Whitehead made me a Seton Hall fan or aware of them. And then I started watching them and watched the god that is Miles Powell. And that made me a Seton Hall fan, which made me look into their sports media stuff, which made me want to go there, which led to me being accepted. So I'm probably going there. So the fact that I was all year. The first time I was aware of Seton Hall by Isaiah Whitehead is a bit ridiculous. The fact that you probably owe a significant, important decision in your life to Isaiah Whitehead is crazy. Well, it's funny, too, because. He's the goat. Exactly. Wait, so what'd you tell your like your school? Oh, why did you want to go see a home? Oh, Isaiah Whitehead. Isaiah Whitehead. Well, no. Also, my um, my high school guidance counselor pointed out to me that they were starting a sports media program with like a former editor for ESPN and Sports Illustrated, and they're a very good school. But what well, well, do you want to like be in like the sports thing? When yeah. You, like, I got accepted for journalism with a minor in sports media, so. Maybe, like, me going to Duke because I hired me. It wasn't – it's not the a reason I'm going. It's why I started watching their basketball team. But I was looking at them – it was around the same time that my teacher recommended it and then the team. And then I'm like, oh, I know Isaiah Whitehead's a fan. Let me watch the basketball team. And, like, oh, they're good. Because I'm a Rutgers football fan. Yeah. Unfortunately. 
be a tragedy if you followed your uh, all right. favorite NBA player's career path. Rutgers is... for college. Yeah. Got all those LeBron fans <laughs> skipping college. <laughs> you know, no. Matt World Peace. All those uh, Wiseman fans test. dropping out when talking Who cares? It's for fun. The Wiseman fans dropping out of college. Um, we got the Wisconsin wide receiver recruit transfer. He had transferred. So. Lamelo Ball fans gonna. Judas Lamelo Ball he got shut down. He got shut down. Judas Lamelo shut Ball down. ends up being good. We mentioned this in the first episode too. We ended on the same thing. Lamelo Ball, even if he ends up on the Knicks, it's such a Knicks thing to pick him. Oh yeah. Um, Although it's yeah. a pick him because he's, oh, wait. he's not. We forgot. We forgot six man of the year. You just know he's not playing anymore, right? Yeah, Mo Ball. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. We forgot six man of the year. Yeah, he's not playing anymore. But we did forget six man of the it's year. It's Lou Williams, I think. Lou Will. Yeah. It's got to uh, be Lou Will. It's the Lou Will Starts or retires. What? It's Lou Williams' award until he retires or becomes a starter. Yeah. Yeah. With Dinwiddie, he might have been. He might as well just name it the Lou He started games. He started right, like yeah. before a lot of games. So, do you so think Lou Will is the best six man of all time? So, no, Jamal Crawford, probably. right? I guess Clay Thompson was at like a college where they retired his jersey. He was on his he was on a flip phone. <laughs> That's I don't know if like, like my professor who was forty having a flip phone. Let's say an NBA player like. Doesn't do that good in college, but then he has wealth for the NBA team. Does the college team retire his number? It depends. I think they do. I know because the issue with Steph Curry is he never technically graduated, so they could never they couldn't retire his number. Well, n- no one done prospect. Well, no like no NBA like Kentucky's not retiring anyone. <laughs> first round prospect ever graduate ever like graduate. Maybe also second round like well, I think it's, second round, Davidson so. is an Ivy League, I'm pretty sure. So like I think they have a thing like you can't honor basketball players unless they're um graduates. Yeah. Wait, Korea's I, playing Ivy League? That, that's their rule. That's pretty interesting, I guess. Oh wow, that's the episodes come full circle. We started talking yeah. about jersey retirements, and we're ending talking about jersey retirement. Yeah, David. Yeah. No, because yeah. I was curious. Davidson um, reiterates Stephen Curry's jersey won't be retired until he graduates. Wow. Although you apparently, I, I could see him. I could see him going for his going degree. back just just well, for yeah, the No, I don't think it's going to be going back. Year. I think he's going to go back. Maybe. It's said that he is in the process of completing his degree. Yeah. Back to, go to a, I know Juju Smith-Schuster went back to college in the offseason to finish his degree. George Hill just graduated during the I playoffs. Maybe mm-hmm. tried to last year. I mean, think about that. Because especially with professional sports, you can't – it's not going to be there forever. Yeah. And Unless you're like a superstar or proving you have a very smart mind, you're not going to have a career, in, or at least a career where you can rely on only that. So, no, I think, I think, and almost, almost any NBA, like, it's either you're a superstar or an NBA vet that you could get into sports media. And then 
once you get into sports media and you go to all, to all these talk shows, you could basically retire until like 75. You could probably retire from sports and stuff. I mean, sports media and stuff. And then you'll have enough money saved up probably from your NBA career and all that. Uh, Most players could probably shows. retire. I mean, there about that. Harrison Barnes doesn't have to work another day of his life. Uh, yeah, that's also with Al Horford. It's oh, it's in, it's so interesting to me how many sports people go bankrupt because it's like anyone with half a brain would know even a million dollars, just one million dollars. Yeah, just a signing bonus for some of these rookies. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Enough yeah. To and, at least guarantee you don't have to work for three, four years of your life. So, like, my, yeah, you want to spend money, but keep some of it. My personal theory? Never spend money or work again. Like, come on. My personal theory as to why a lot of people in the NBA wind up going broke, like AI, is mm-hmm. that in just sports in general, I think a lot of them just don't know Are what dumb. to do with it. No, I think they. I think they're just bad I with think, money. I like that. That's that sounds like, like the most obvious explanation. They do teach it. Like my high school required to take personal finance. Couldn't tell you a single thing I learned in that class because no one cared. Because you have to be very careful with when you teach it because they taught it sophomore year, so you're 15, so you don't care. If I was in, yeah, like if, it should be a requirement at colleges before you graduate. Because that's yeah. the age where people are aware of their own money. In high it's school, college. in high school, you don't care about your own money. It's when you have to start paying for your when you have to start paying for your school is when you start caring about money. Senior year, not even senior year, freshman year of college. It really. If they taught you personal finance in college, then people wouldn't go to college because people would realize that most of the time it's a bad financial investment. No. <laughs> Because, like, a lot of co- – like, at colleges, you're required to take a foreign language. Why not just add a – instead of a foreign language, if you don't want to take a personal finance class, it would be good because it teaches people how to use their money. Exactly. Well – I feel like I'm smart with my money. I went to a county college, main reason, so I could save money. So. All right. So. I'm graduating county college this semester, and I don't have a loan. So. That's great. So, yeah, that's, that's that. All right. That's fine with everybody. That concludes the episode. We covered a large variety of topics, but oh well. All, All right. right. That's man. Thank you for listening, everyone. See you next time. See you all next time. Bye. Bye.